Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. Chancellor Zero in the building. Simpson fitted. Zero is probably a real life Bart Simpson when he was in elementary school. Don't let the uh, don't let the calm demeanor as an adult fool y'all. He was out here wreaking havoc on Catholic school teachers. <laughs> and of course, we got the Duke of Devin and his Lando in the building. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Instagram, Media. Twitter, BTWN Bros Podcast, as well as the Between Bros Podcast TikTok page. And join us. Join the conversation. Bring up conversations in the Facebook group, the Between Brothers Podcast Facebook group. But let's get this thing rolling. How was your week? Well, it was good. Um, yeah, got uh, got brand new employment. Um, got to get my um. Uh, <clears throat> got to get my um health insurance license so I got um got um accepted at Aflac um yeah they didn't have to call me back it was uh one interview and hire on the spot so so I was pretty grateful for that um since what we're recording on the Monday it's uh, my middle baby uh, Jigglypuff's birthday turn the big six um, she didn't want to do nothing and I wasn't going to do nothing yeah, she beat me up today but she didn't want to do nothing um anything more today it was like yeah she and if she wanted to i wasn't gonna take her it's like it was like 30 something degrees outside <laughs> you don't want to be cold and sweating so uh got her this uh got her um she just wanted cupcakes she wanted cupcakes with blue frosting so she got her cupcakes <laughs> Yeah, she got her. Yeah, she got her cupcake. She was running back and forth, and yeah, she was running back and forth inside the house. She b- bounced in a ball. She lost it somehow. But <laughs> it's like she bounced it one time. She's like, I don't know where it is. I I told her I don't know where it is either. I ain't looking. But uh, either that, everything else has been, everything else has been good. What's up, man? Um, for me. Uh, well, blew a bunch of money this week, this weekend. Um, kids were home. Uh, ex-wife didn't pick up the kids. Um, her reason, she uh, went to Puerto Rico without telling anybody. I beg your pardon? Yep, I just, I was expecting her to pick the kids up. No call, no show. And um, then Lollipop says, oh, when I spoke to her, she was at the airport getting on the plane. So that was that. But uh, I was like, hey, F it. You're going to blow some money. You know what I'm saying? Um, no. Still got everybody new sneakers. 
Uh, uh, so I found out. So Cocoa Puffs wanted some Crocs, uh-huh. and and I was like, "All right, I'll get you the Crocs." She's like, "Hey, I want these. I want these. I want these." I said, "Okay, I'll get you the Crocs. They're baby Crocs, them Whack-a-Moles, <laughs> for forty dollars." I beg your pardon. And I was like, you know what? Y'all knew what y'all was doing because y'all only put the price on, on the damn th- on the damn shoe. And the reason, only reason why I bought them was because she actually picked them out. That was the only shoe she actually picked out. But I bought her some Jordan 1s and uh, some LOL doll Pumas. Those were pretty cheap, actually. So... It wasn't. It wasn't that. Well, no, the Jordans weren't, but the other sneakers were. Uh, Jordans were like sixty bucks or something. Got linked some sneakers. Got everybody some sneakers. Got linked a uh, new bed and mattress. So uh, that should be coming in tomorrow. Um, Lollipop got her some Jordan ones since she's a gifted student, a straight A student. Oh. So she uh, they were one hundred fifty dollars. Damn. So. Got her those, you know, she don't ask for much, so got her that. And um and did a couple other things. Spent way too much money. I spent way too much money. So um so yeah. And we back to square one. Well, we probably all square two, but you know, uh I the money I had I I was gonna spend it anyways. Or I plan on spending it, but I plan on allocating about another couple hundred dollars to other things that didn't happen um went to the backyard tried to cut down a tree so i try i looked on youtube what to do to cut down when you try to cut down a tree did everything didn't work uh clearly i did it wrong because half the tree fell into the neighbor's yard which he was a nice guy about it he uh he cut cut the tree up that fell on his side of the yard and kind of tossed the wood back over the other side. So I was like, okay, we'll take that. There was a bunch of bugs in the tree that I'd never seen before. Uh, never seen this type of species of bugs in my life. Didn't take no pictures of them. But that was very strange. Um, yeah, almost had a huge tree branch bust my head open. So that was fun. Good thing I have my bob and weave technique still. <laughs> Uh, so a slip and dip is what they really call it, but um, but uh, or slip and roll. I'm sorry, slip and roll. So um, so yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Just didn't even finish cutting down the tree. Didn't realize, and I had a chainsaw. It's not like I was doing an axe. I had a chainsaw, and it was still exhausting. I'm like, man, I'm too fat for this. I need to hit the gym double time now because this is ridiculous. But um, outside of that, man, we did we had a good time this weekend. Um, uh, cooked some dinner tonight. Usually, I don't cook during during the week. It's usually Duchess that cooks because she gets home first. But she wanted some seafood mac and cheese, which is um, one of the things I cook that she doesn't know how to cook. So, so we did that this evening. But outside of that, man, it's been. It's been a good week. Uh, kind of, it was kind of a slow sales week until the last until Friday. So, um, hopefully, that continues for the rest of the month. 
But uh, outside of that, man, it's been it's been pretty damn good, pretty damn good. So uh, we ain't got nothing to talk about this week, people. So this is Pop the Truck production. <laughs> if you enjoy our Pop the Truck production, stay tuned. If you hate them, then just put your phone somewhere and give us a listen anyways. <laughs> just let it play. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to listen, just let it play in the back. But anyways, um, <laughs> it gives us credit. But, uh, you know, I I really don't even know where to start. But um, actually, I know where to start. So last week I brought up something and I didn't really tell the full story. So um, my Duchess, um, her family's from Haiti and our family is from the Caribbean as well. Father's from Jamaica, mother's from St. Vincent. Um, and it was funny because what I was talking, what I was talking about was we had to take a shower outside when we went to go visit um, St. Vincent and she was bougie. So they had to have, they was able to live that lavish life of uh, of uh, warm water and things of that nature. So funny story behind that. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, you, I was like, you know, you bougie or whatever. I was like, you ain't no real Caribbean, or you ain't no real island island girl. So she, so then I was like, so we, were, so me and Link was talking about taking a cold shower. So I was like, the best way to do it, there's two ways to do it. You can just eat the cold and just you know sit in it for a couple minutes until it start feeling, until your body adjusts, but you got that initial shock that you go through, or you can just gradually move in to the cold shower, which um, recently, when we first bought our house, the water heater didn't work. So now we, if we knew that home warranty covered that stuff, we wouldn't have spent the $900 or whatever for the water heater. But we ended up buying the water heater and everything was fine, but we had to take a cold shower for like a week. Well, me and Link did. All the girls went to her um, her mom's house and they took warm showers over there until the until the water you came in so me and Link is talking about that so she was like man y'all don't know nothing about taking no cold showers you doing it wrong <laughs> excuse me so this is what she said you do to take a cold shower she said you turn the hot water on <laughs> and gradually lower the heat until it gets cooler, 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 and then cold. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> you because it's all cold. <laughs> this chick thought she was doing something so innovative, man. I was like, if we had hot water, we would have been able to do that. <laughs> It's like if we had hot water, I wouldn't be worried about taking a cold shower. <laughs> I wouldn't take a cold shower if I had. Nah, actually, cold shower is pretty good in the morning. It just to, to like wake if you're feeling tired, it wakes you up. But um, but yeah, that's that's the nonsense that uh that we got. And then I went to my old job. I uh, worked at Rooms to Go uh, a couple a couple of years ago. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I haven't been back there. So I went there to get um, Link the Mattress and it hurt my soul 
because everybody is coming up to Coco Puff and is like, hi, Coco Puff, I haven't seen you so long. Hi, Coco Puff, hi, Coco Puff. And she goes, I'm not Coco Puff, I'm Ava. I said, excuse me? That's not your name. Your name is Coco Puff. Cause you're so Coco, so Puffy, so Puffy, so Coco. <laughs> My Coco Puff, I couldn't believe. And then she just said it today. She goes, Daddy, I'm Ava. I'm not Coco Puff. But get but here's the funny thing about that. When I call her, I never I've I very seldom call her by her voice. Uh-huh. She answers when I call her Coco Puff. So why are you gonna say and tell everybody you ain't Coco Puff? And so she was like, I guess she, I ended so Dutch was like, I guess only, only you can call her Coco Puff. But then she was telling me today that I couldn't call her Coco Puff. And then I call her Coco Puff and she's like, yes, daddy. So I'm like, I don't know. Two-year-old two year is confusing the hell out of me right now. But yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's been fun. It's been fun. She uh, learned uh, um, the Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine song. So she was like, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> so then, so so I'm, I'm laughing with her. And I was like, hey, Mickey. And we're going back and forth. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. And she goes, dang, you're doing it wrong. You got to use your fingers. Because when she did it, when she was saying, hey, Mickey, she goes, hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you about, to, you about to tear a ligament in your finger doing that She was shit. like, dang, you're not doing it right. You got to use your fingers. Say Mickey. I was like, oh my gosh, man. But yeah, and now she's over here ask, asking me for toys every day. And, you know, and yeah, the other two are getting old. And I'm like, wow, I wish I, wish I paid more attention to time. You know, like, um, especially like when Link was little, like, uh, you know, the, those, everybody who knows me who's listening to the podcast knows I was very young child. I was 18 when I had him. And it was just, you know, we didn't have any, any money. So it was just work, work, work. And my ex-wife wasn't working or she had a job. She would keep it for a couple months and then go crazy. And she was, um, she suffered from bipolar disorder. So she suffers from bipolar disorder. So, you know, she was so in and out of everything. It was, it was just impossible for a long time until I got into sales where I started making some money and, you know, but then, you know, how, how it is in sales, you're working, you know, long, long hours. So it's just one of those things where I like, man, I wish I had, I wish I like, I miss, I miss a lot of time with my son. Um, my daughter, she, um, not as much. And that's probably why she, she's, um, she's probably personality wise, a little more like me than, than um, Link is. Just because uh, when she was little, that was when I started my first business. So, um, she was with me a lot mm-hmm. and so it was just like so i think and you know we used to read together and stuff like that if it was slow and so she loves reading now and you know that's kind of been a gift and a curse too but 
Uh, but yeah, we've, um, you know, we've been able to figure it out, man. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where sometimes I think about it, or I shouldn't say sometimes, I think about it probably too much about my mortality. I'm like, man, I don't even, you know, just from what we went through, I don't even want to think about life, what life would be for my kids without me. You know what I'm saying? Especially Cocoa Park. Like sometimes I'm like, you know, you of course we don't know when we're gonna go, but I'm like, Cocoa Park is so much younger than the others. It's like, what if she, what if I go when she's still young and still learning? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I got she gotta at least get to 45. <laughs> like God, give me, give me till she's 45 and got, you know, a grandchild on the way before you take me out. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, even, I, don't, I don't know if heaven or hell is real. I don't know that for certain, I believe so. But, you know, I, I just, I'm just ready. You know, I, I, I'm i not ready. And I don't think I'll ever be ready to let them go. You know, so um, I know that was kind of somber just now, but it's just something that I think about sometimes, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so what's you guys, Zero? Uh, yeah, well, I know, well, you already know, um, these, uh, these last few months have been, the last few months have been pretty tough, but, um, it just seemed like, um, with what Jelly Ball has been going through, it's like, um, it seems more like we've gotten a lot closer. Like, um, she never wanted, like, she never wanted to, like, she never wanted to go to her treatments to, to, um, she gets excited because I'm the one taking her. Um, yeah it's like what was it yeah we've yeah we've we've like we've bonded a lot because it's just like what you were saying with the time thing it's like it just seemed like I never it just seemed like I never really had like if I had any time, it was me like laying down, falling asleep because me too damn tired from the day before, like when I was at checkered flag, my checks getting, well, my checks getting garnished instead of me being able to leave at a reasonable time. I got to leave at like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, be on the clock in order for me to make up the money that is going to be taken out. And, then, and I'm too tired for them and it's, it's too tired for the girls and it seemed like and at a point it seemed like I was really like like I was in a sense alienating them because selfish as it was I was prioritizing it seemed like I was prioritizing myself versus um making sure that they were okay 
and ever since this whole ordeal has been going on it's like she like um the girls won't even go to sleep without me reading a story to them it's like they're wondering what's going on if I'm not the one picking them up or taking them to school like, like, daddy, why aren't you not taking me? You're not taking us to school? Mm. Like, no, mommy has to do something right after. Yeah, right. It's like, so it might as well be her to take you to school instead of having to waste time coming back. See, oh, it was like that, that stuff. Yeah, at times it's, it's like, you know, she even with the last time she had to stay in the uh, hospital for the three days it was like the during her um during the period where they had where they want to get really aggressive in attacking attacking or keeping keeping her uh ailment away is like she would call yeah she would call me and be upset if I took too long. Before it's like when daddy gets here, daddy gets here, and now she's calling, wondering where am I at. It's like you said you were gonna be here at this time. Then when I get back, she's not even she's not even in her hospital bed. She's sleeping in the chair that I'm supposed to be sleeping in, waiting on me. So it's like I've like I started cherishing more of those moments. But even with uh, even with Jigglypuff, because if she gets if uh, like she does something wrong and you say something to her about it, she shuts down really fast. Mm. And so she's not very talkative, but when she is, she would not stop. And I will. She can say the same thing forty five times, and I'm like, you know what? Just say what it is that you have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, say, like, I don't care if it's the same thing. If you're going to talk to me for like 45 minutes and you're going to be showing me drawings that you already showed me before, or you got to talk about other things, it's like, look, just go. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to sit and listen the entire time you're going because. Mm-hmm those moments don't really come but like I said she's nor she's she like she was like like she was like me back when I was in when like like the early parts of school where I felt like where I didn't want to say anything or I would shut down if I was called upon to do anything in class before I became the before I started becoming a nuisance she like she was exactly like that and then but I wasn't talking for I wasn't talking like she was and I, t- I cherish those moments because I'd much rather be me or me or mommy that she's listening that she's telling all this stuff to than saying it to somebody else even if it's a bunch of gibberish mm-hmm. and it's, it's those and what's it called marshmallow since she started since she started walking it's like now she's even more excited and it's like I can't I can't wait for her to start I can't wait for her to stop using the uh the broom and dustpan as her balance and just walk down the hallway <laughs> it is what it is it's like 
even now like even spending more time with even more time with the wife it's like like well the Michael Jackson song time waits for no one yeah and I can't keep wasting I can't keep on wasting the um my precious time sitting sitting in um putting myself in a bad state of mind because I'm I'm giving myself anxiety wondering about what could happen instead of just letting letting the chips fall where they may and when I did that it was it was more so like I was alienating them mm-hmm. rather than rather than me actually taking the time out and be it because even the wife said it's like when I left my last job she was like I think it's about time for you to start learning your daughters now because it seemed like you were so stressed out about everything else you it almost seemed like you blocked them out you really need to take time to learn them now because you she's I'm always around them you hardly ever are I think it's time for you to actually see what see what it is that they like and what they don't like what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy and it really it really put things into perspective yeah put things into a whole lot of perspective when like when um jelly ball my oldest she for the uh for the listeners um jelly ball she gets a shot she gets scared and starts to panic and then she'll turn and look at me and be like daddy can you play queen please and there's this um you remember the you know the movie a birth of a nation um yeah the, um, the, yeah the um Nat Turner? yes okay Nate so there's Parker. a song Nate Parker's a actor so there's a song on the soundtrack called Queen by Neo. That's the only thing that will calm her down. It's just like nothing else. It's like sitting in my lap, none of that. She'll look be dead in my dead in my eyes to say, Daddy, can you play Queen, please? If I don't play that song, she starts crying and bawling all over the place. If I play that song, she sits there like the needle didn't even go into her arm. And that's our song. Every time we go somewhere, I have to play it because that because she loves that song to death. It's like that was one thing I had to that was one thing I had learned before she even got sick. This is this is something that if you have anything that connects the two that connects the two of you this is it mm. and if I didn't take the time out to figure that out who knows where that time would have went that's what I gotta say about that um you know it's so funny cause like Coco Pope wasn't feeling well or whatever and you know the Duchess is a nurse so every time the kids get sick she usually wants to She's usually the one who handles it um, and all that stuff. But like one time she wasn't feeling well, and you know I'm I'm getting up about to 
do something. I don't even remember what it was. That's what it was. I was about to go to the gym. It's like five something in the morning. She's in the bed. She's laying in our bed. And I saw my I'm like, okay, Coco Puff, I'm gonna go to the gym. And she goes, Daddy, I need you. I said, man, I don't care about my health, man. My Coco Puff needs me, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, look, look, I can take this day off, man. Who cares? Well, F that you. You know what I'm saying? Have everything. My Coco Puff needs me. And so, but, but you know, it's just, like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot. We were talking, to, so me and the Dutch was talking about five love languages. And, um, you know, uh, one thing I, one thing I realized about the five love languages is nobody's read the book. Everyone's taken the test. Nobody's read the book. Yeah, I've taken the test and haven't read it. I didn't even know there was a book. That's, <laughs> so, that's how bad that is. So, yeah, and it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, you think the test is going to give you all the answers, but the test doesn't mean anything without the reading. Like, in all honesty, once you read the book, you understand deeper where all the results come from. And also, also it kind, it kind of, I don't want to say it manipulates you, but some of the things that you would read in the book, like if you just take the test, you might be like, oh, my love language is quality time. But if you read the book and you understood what quality time was, you probably wouldn't really feel that way. You know, so of course they give you like a generic thing, but the book goes deeper into it. Like they were talking about, um, one of the things, it's actually in the beginning of the book, um, my ex, had mentioned it. She was like, oh, she was like, yeah, I read the book, The Five Love Languages. This is the one thing that stood out to me in the book, and it was very early in the book. And she was like, uh, she said, yeah, you know, um, like, yeah, you can love a person, but if, you know, if you're not in love with them, it don't, you know, it's not a whole lot. And so I was like, it's funny. I was like, I thought you read The um, Five Love Languages. And she was like, yeah, I read the book. Like, you know, um, she was like, I read it a couple times. And in the book, it talks about that in love feeling. And they say the in love is infatuation. So it's not true love. So like, they, but people will say that, and I think it's just because they're regurgitating what they've heard on in the movies or on TV and stuff like that. When there's a woman who's breaking up or a guy who's breaking up or they cheated on their girl or something like that, or they cheated on their significant other. It's like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And it's just like, and they were like, yeah, but no, what they're doing is they're we're, we, they're going back into the infatuation stage. He's like, oh, because what, uh, he was like, what, um, Dr. Gary Chapman, this person who wrote the book, and he says, usually what proceeds or what, um, what uh, proceeds, what comes after the, uh, the I'm not in love with you, or I'm in love with you, or I love you, I'm not in love with you, is, all the times that they remember when they were in love with you. And if you know, if you listen to what they say, it's always back to the honeymoon phase. So, you know, so that's why I'm like, yeah. So everybody who I know who said they read the book, they don't know that part. 
I'm like, but that was so key to the book. Like, like in all honesty, like that was so vital in the book. It's just like that should maybe my brain works different. But he went he he went so deep about that. That shouldn't be something you forget about the book. Like not saying you remember every detail in every book you read. Shoot. There's there's uh, there's a book I finished last month. I couldn't tell you the whole book. But the 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 point they were trying to get across, that was one of the points they were trying to get across. So but I mean the Dutch was talking about the um the five love languages today. And I said, man, what if what if it's and we were talking about somebody we know, and they and she was like, Yeah, you know, I'm glad they're happy. He's been showering her with gifts, maybe that's her love language. And I said, But it is is it really love? And she was like, Well, if gifts re, gift receiving um is her love language, then maybe who are we to tell her that that's not love? And I said, Well, no, it's not that I, I don't I don't like that that shouldn't make her happy or whatever. My question is, is it love or is it everything? And what do I mean by that? Like, like uh, my my top two love languages, um, I had scored the same on both of these was um, quality time and physical touch. So, and you know, and that's not that's not a lot a lot of a lot of people they say. They say like, oh, oh, most guys is physical touch. But I'm like, I'm curious if they think if when it comes to guys, because like we just admitted, not everybody's actually read the book. When it comes to physical touch, they're more thinking of the sexual part of it, which, you know, there are women who are sexual as well. So it's not a guy thing. Um, and so I was like, but what if it's what if it's everything you do? Like, what if what if physical touch means more than just oh, I need to be touched to be loved. Like, I like when my girl smacks me on the butt. Like, a girl, guy would be like, oh, I hate when a girl smacks me on the butt, be ready to fight that girl, they smack me on the butt. But they're like, oh, but my love language is physical touch. Or it could be like, for, for example, me, I don't like cuddling. But my love language is physical touch. It's like, well, how you not like cuddling, but your love language is physical touch? No, I don't want to be the holder. Like, it wasn't the, the big spoon. So it's not that you, if you hope, you can cuddle me all day long. I just don't want to do it to you. And yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just because of the, you know, me being such a mama's boy and always hugging my mom and my mom, our mom and our mom hugging me and laying with me and things of that nature. Is It just makes me feel safe. So is it just love? Could it be safety? I, I was like, even on the negative side. So for example, my love language is physical touch, but I was like, what about your hate language? And so the doctor was like, what you mean? I said, look, when me and my ex-wife were together and, you know, I, I, I had very low self-esteem at the time. And, um, and, you know, I, I blamed everything on me. Everything was on me. So she, she cheated on me that I know of four times I kept taking her back taking her back taking her back and so and until I got fed up with it and I'm like look this isn't and it was really when I read that book is what made me realize that I was never loved 
we 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 had sex and we had kids. I loved her. She never loved me. She loved the idea of being with somebody. So it was just like, okay. And so when I took the realizations of that, I moved past her, uh, called her cheating the last time, the fourth time, and and I was done. And so, and I was also one of the people who was like, look, like we can keep this together for the kids and all that other stuff. So so I was like, but I said, you know, when I would when I would catch her in a lie and find out she cheated on me, whatever, my link, my thing was never, let me go get back at her by having sex with another girl. That was never like my my um my uh my mindset. My mindset was always, I want to break her jaw. Now, zero knows that's never happened. There's been times where zero's been in my house, we lived together, you know, while I was going through stuff with her and things of that nature. You know, shoot, she's even, zero even witnesses to pull a knife off and she didn't get touched. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, but that, that it was my knee jerk reaction was always, violence and so and it was never like oh i'm gonna be violent by using a weapon i needed to physically put my hands on people so got in a lot of fights as a young person you know learned how to box as a young person um matter of fact when i zero zero played being zero playing football zero offensive guy, wide receiver, me, defensive guy. If I had the capability, I would have played every defensive position because all I wanted to do was hit people. I said, and what if that's how you establish, like, what if it's a dominance thing? Like me being physical with people makes me feel dominant. So I said, so what if your love language is as far as um, receiving gifts, what if that's not, what if it, it is your love language, but what if it's deeper than that? What if you're just a materialistic person and that's why you like that? What if you're, what if, um, what if your, your whole thing like acts of service, that's my love language. Maybe, maybe you feel like you need to be served. You need to be above people in a, in a, in let, let's say a, like in your regular life, you, your job, you always chasing to be the manager. You're always chasing to be the boss because you want people under you. And that's why your love language is acts of acts of service. Cause it does, it, it just doesn't make you feel good. It just doesn't make you feel loved. It makes you feel good about yourself. And it also makes you feel good when you're angry. So me, if I get angry, I want to fight. Duchess asked me, she said, well, you never hit her. I've seen her. She's not, she don't look like she's, you know, <laughs> and she don't, and she definitely don't act like she's been abused. So why, so like, how did you deal with that? And I was like, you just swallow it. And she was like, well, that couldn't be healthy. And I was like, yo, you just give it to God. 
other because the the only other alternative is giving into the impulse. Some people be like, oh well, why don't you punch a puncher bag or punch a pillow? And somebody who's done it and like been in a ring and things of that nature and actually hit people, there is nothing hitting the bag, hitting the speed bag, hitting the heavy bag, it might alleviate a little bit of stress, but it's there's nothing like hitting someone and seeing the reaction from them. There's nothing like it. Whether you knock them out, whether they, they whether you hit them to the body and they hold their stomach and fold up like origami swans, there's nothing like it. So yes, would that could that alleviate a little bit of stress? No, but the only thing is going through my mind is this is not him or this is not her. This is a cheap substitute. You know what I'm saying? And just being a New Yorker, I there, there a lot of places will say, oh, that's Brooklyn-style pizza. I don't want the cheap substitute. I don't want the Papa John's, Domino's, or whoever Brooklyn-style pizza. I want a Brooklyn-style pizza. You know what I'm saying? I don't want vegan chicken nuggets. I want real chicken in my chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and like I said, what is this tofu substitute you got yeah. eating right now? What you doing? What you mean this is tofu? <laughs> Fried tofu. Get your mind out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be all philosophical and stuff, and this is definitely not. Generally, usually we do a lot of joking with on the pop pop truck podcast, but I, I'm I'm just curious as to what do you think about that? I know you haven't read the book, but what do you think about the concept that I that that I guess happened upon me today? Yeah, um, honestly, it's like that's I never I would never thought about it that way. It's like every time I. Because um, every time I thought, every, I think I took the test one time, and the one time I took it, it um, I think mine were um, I think it was words of affirmation was my top one. Yeah, and it's like, cause my yeah my thing was like you know, I felt like it was actually true in a sense because let's because um throughout my life, I can say that um when it came to when it came to any words of affirmation, didn't really get much of it because I was doing more bad than I was doing good. Not only that, we got Caribbean parents from the 60s. That just yeah. wasn't a thing. <laughs> that just yeah, wasn't it was really like, a thing, you know? Yeah, because it's like, you know, and even after that, it was, it was like, you know, you're, 
I start. I, th- I think it seemed like I started believing it because it was like you know, do a good job. You're hoping that, that you hear it. Well, good job, good job zero, and then you don't hear anything. And it's like, did it? Re- was it really? Like, is words of affirmation really my love language, or, or it was this just something that I was craving for for a long time? And the test basically was that me taking that test was basically trying to say this is this is confirmation of what you've been looking for. Yeah. And not to cut you off, I'm curious as to that because because is it that you craved it because you didn't get it and that's what made it your love language? because you you sought it out yeah you know that's what i was so thinking like, that so but that doesn't mean that's not your love language though does it um i couldn't really well i that was the i don't really maybe it is because it's like, like, how, like does it it make, you, how does it make you feel when you get it like I guess it I makes guess me feel. It makes me feel like I accomplished. Like accomplished. Like it makes me feel really good. Like um, because I some because I know um, you know how kids are, like try to butter you up or say whatever. But it's like Jelly Ball would ask me, "Can we? Can I? Um, can I get something?" And it's like. Like, oh, daddy, can we um, can we eat pizza tonight? And like, yeah, sure, we can get pizza. And then I don't tell them what I'm getting. And then all of a sudden, the door, then knock on the door, the pizzas arrive, and she'll run up and give me a hug and say, "You're the best daddy ever." Like, I feel like when she when she says that. I don't even feel like I'm even walking right now. I don't even feel like I'm walking at that moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I know you had uh, you got said well at eighteen. Like, I thought I was gonna get out of high school and I was gonna immediately start a family. That's what I wanted, but my thing was in order for that to happen somebody's gonna have to want you too and there's like graduate at 19 10 years later get married and have first child and then to find to then hear that out of her mouth i believe that's actually what it is because it's like every time she says it is like yeah because i skipped cloud nine and i'm sleeping on cloud 10 when she says that yeah Cause like, you know, it's so funny that you say that cause um, words of affirmation was very low on my list um, for the five love languages. Receiving gifts was the lowest, so words of affirmation was the second lowest. And, I, and so somebody was, so my ex-wife was like, oh, how is it, how is it that you, you know, like you always call yourself debonair. So like, like, how is words of affirmation not your love language? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I never needed somebody to call me handsome or call me um, 
insane. And and I and I was like, you know, it's so funny because, like I said before, um, on this podcast, like, like zero is the reason that I worked as hard as I did when I was in high school and even early in my, you know, after high school, early in my life. And it was because um, when, you know, when we would play sports, he got so much praise. And I'm like, well, I'm good too. Why am I not getting praise? And so I would just, so it, it wasn't that I, so I, I didn't like be like, I wasn't like, oh, I want to do this so I can get praise. And technically I was, but it was more like, like, um, like, did I want praise? Yeah. But if nobody's going to give me the praise, I'm going to give me the praise. So then that's where, you know, um, I started calling myself all kinds of different things, giving myself all kinds of different nicknames, telling myself all the kinds of different things. So I guess what, it might have been a love language, but because I decided that's what I'm going to do for myself, it wasn't uh-huh. high on the list because I already do that for myself. I, you know, yeah. like I said, the word debonair came out of nowhere. And then ultimately debonair became a whole thing. And, um, and you know, like sometimes we've had my mentor John up here and he was like, man, how you, how you gonna say you call, you call yourself debonair. He was like, I am debonair. I don't need to call myself that. No, I'm debonair. Like you're not understanding. I don't care what you think you need to call yourself or what nobody else needs to call you. That's not why I called myself debonair. It was never for your validation or anybody else's. I just like the word. (laughs) I didn't, Muhammad Ali called himself the greatest. Floyd Mayweather called himself TBE. I called myself debonair. So, you know, I don't need anybody to call me that. I don't need nobody to acknowledge my debonairness. Yeah. That was just a word that I came, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a word that I came up with to boost my self-esteem so I could think I could do all things. There is like when people ask me, oh, what does debonair mean? I didn't I didn't know the dictionary debon- <laughs> I did not know the dictionary definition of debonair. You wanna know how I found out? Link used to we used to have the TV on for Link to Fall Asleep when he was living before a lot of culture. Uh-huh. It was on Nick Jr. It was the word of the day, and it was the word of the day for like a week. And it was like, oh, the word of the day is debonair, and it means, and I was like, oh, that's what that means. I gave it a whole different definition just because of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I always call my, at first we called it being a debonair nigga. And then yeah. I just didn't like calling myself a nigga. Yeah. So then it became a debonair brother. But when when I first came up with it, if I did something stupid, I was sticking with the nigga side of my brain. <laughs> if I, everything else was the debonair side of my brain. And so, um, so it's funny that you say that because, like, I like, you know, even though I guess words of affirmation is low on mine, and, I, and actually I'm glad I know that now because I never knew that. Again, we didn't really have that growing up at all. Even when we did good. Uh, and like I said, just because that's how parents were back then. Um, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I rarely did good, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I was always getting in trouble, and it just seemed like, and it always seemed like, you know, yeah, because I remember, um, 
mom had uh yeah i had i had just got back from ceo and i got back to independence and at the end of the year we had a math yeah we had a award ceremony for the seventh graders and i'm sitting in the back and i'm thinking to myself you know what this uh like i'm i'm sitting with the only two friends i have (laughs) at the time i'm like yo like why are we even here it's like we should we might as well just had us in the classroom by ourselves like we ain't gonna win nothing and um they were like and our it was the red wolves Mm -hmm. that was on the red wolves team and um they called yeah they when they walked up they said the math award goes to lloyd thomas and i was you know if that wasn't the perfect i beg your pardon moment (laughs) that was the perfect i beg your pardon moment and um so I'm walking up there and remember it was wrestling. It was the idea the attitude era. I think the attitude era was kicking off. And I was walking up there like D'Lo Brown, how he always whip his head and shrugging. I was literally walking up there like that and I had everybody cheering. And I was like, I didn't even know all these folks knew who I was. Like I'm like, I was the only person who won an award where folks stopped me on the way back to give me that. And I got mm. back to the house and I gave it to mom and I said, hey, I won the math award. And she didn't say anything. Yeah. And it was like, I won an award for I won an award for a subject I am I don't like and I am terrible in. And it was like, dang. Oh man. And I, I was thinking maybe, maybe all the maybe all the uh, bad that I did before outweighed this because it's too much bad to just think that one good thing would erase a whole lot of stuff that I did. But it wasn't even that. It's just because I remember like I said, it was just, I think it was just how they are. Yeah. Because because um, Cause they remember, may not have gotten that. Yeah, as a youngster, we don't understand. But like, like I remember like um I was talking to I was talking to some I forget who it was and I was like man you know my mom our mom passed away she I never heard her say she was a problem yeah I, no, but, she, but she like I, I was a I was a pretty good student you know what I'm saying I mean outside of fighting I didn't get a whole lot of trouble which you yeah. know our mother didn't really punish us for fighting yeah you know what I'm saying she like she was a fighter herself so she didn't really punish us for getting into a fight or something like that so it was just like so but it was just like man I that like I, you know I wonder if I when we gra- she passed away before we graduated so yeah. I'm like I wonder if we would have got it then but I'm like no nah, we probably wouldn't have because our sisters didn't get it yeah and it's funny that you even say the I'm proud of you thing I've only ever heard that twice you were the second time the first time I was surprised because mom said it and it was like you know how I was always bad in school I'm like every year I was going to summer school mm-hmm. so I remember I I remember I was like okay I'm gonna go I told her like I'm I need the uh 
I need the money to catch the bus so I could so I was going to go to Cox I was going to go to Cox High School to register for summer school because I was like okay I'm going into the next grade I'm I'm behind in English class so I have to I want to go to I volunteered to go to summer school to catch up on everything mm-hmm. and I went yeah it's like the only that'll be the only time you ever see me volunteer for anything when mm-hmm. it came to school and I was like yeah I want to go so I could and it was like you know and she just looked at me she looked at me weird because it was like okay um you've always went to summer school and the one year that you don't have to you're volunteering to do this it's like yeah i want to catch up i don't want to have all 11th grade classes just for me to be in 10th grade english mm. so i went over there and when i registered the teacher that was there was like why are you even here you passed everything wait wait what do you mean like i didn't even know that i passed it I, that i even passed everything because i just said you know what i just want to i just want to catch up and then i was like find out and i walked in she was like i find out a lot of stuff and i was like i did not know that i didn't even have to go for the english class and that was the first and she and she knew but it didn't say anything to me mm-hmm. and I was the first time I heard it it was like I was like wow and I've only ever heard it twice in my life and it came from mom and it came from you I think you told me like when I have I had uh, got my was it my license yeah it was when I got my license because it was like you know it's a long it's like it's a long time coming and you, you basically have <laughs> you basically even lollygagging on this shit and I'm, I called yeah I called you and I told you and you said you were proud of me and see that was the that was the last time I heard that so it was like you know I really do yeah you know what the more I talk about it yeah the more I see that it is yeah yeah these are things that like you know we need to explore and like I said it's not even let's say what if what if it's also a hate language what if you do it to inflict pain like what if yeah. you, like for words of affirmation like if your your love language or words of affirmation what if when you're pissed off you you throw insults yeah you know like vicious insults you know maybe name calling or i mean we of course we insult all the time because that's how we are but no actually i shouldn't say that we joke all the time we don't necessarily insult but what if those things when you piss off they turn into insults because you're enraged you know saying and like i said what if it's what if it's just a way of life that you have it ain't even about love it's about you know recognition or or it's about um it's about um like what if that's how you give love too like you know i i tell people all the time these you know think these things that to make themselves feel what better and things of that nature and it's just like you know it's one of those things where you're like you have to you have to take notice of that and um and uh 
and like I said, maybe, and like I said, I recognized it within myself, um, the violence part of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and I just had, like I said, except for swallow it, or I would just swallow it, and you know, and, and pray about it or whatever, and um, and I, it, I'll be done with, I'll be done with those feelings of violence. You know, so it's just like, it's just like, all right, like we can, we can do, we can do a lot with that. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I encourage people. To who listen to this to like really dive deep and think and, and consider, you know, like what your love language is. And like I said, does it stop at love? Does it also go to hate? Does it also go to, um, you know, when, when you're depressed? Like I, I know the Dutchess, she was like, yeah, you know, when I'm feeling bad, like I, I, I use it to punish myself. And I'm like, you know, saying, what if, what if it's even like, like um like when you when it's self-indulgence like what if you know when it comes to physical touch like what if you you know you're like you're uh you use it to feel powerful so what if it's like you know you it could be like all right my love language is physical touch but i want to use it to feel powerful for me it might be domination in the physical way where i can beat somebody up for somebody else it might be sex Whereas like yo, like they and those are the people who become sexaholics and they just have sex for not even for pleasure, just to feel powerful. Yes. Um, they could be a rapist. You know what I'm saying? They could be a murderer. They can be, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if it's you know, what if what if it's something like that? You know, so it's just like like I said, I I, I just I want I want I would love everybody to re- actually read the book. Don't just take the test, like read the book, try to understand it. Then after you read the book, take it again and see if that's still your love language. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, for yeah. me, it was for re- receiving gifts was very low on my list, and you know the Duchess likes getting me stuff, but it's just and she, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I like it, but you know, like like I said, just this week, just this week, I, I bought a bunch of stuff for a bunch of people. I didn't buy anything for myself. Our aunt keeps telling me you need to treat yourself to something, but it's, that's not really something that I care for. Yeah. You know, oh, so. let me retract that. I've heard it three times. Third time was Wednesday when I got the job, and the wife told me. Let's so see. the people, the three people that I love the most, well, three that told me that they were that they were proud of me. Yeah. So it was like, so it was like you know, yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more I understand it. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I and I think ultimately that's what we have to come to. We have to come to an understanding about everything in our lives. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you know, there's this book I've been trying to read, but it's like a daily book um, called The Purpose Driven Life. I just I'm really bad at those books because mm-hmm. like there's gonna be a day where I don't read it. And then it's gonna throw everything off. So, the most days I've read is like twelve, and I then I have to start all over again because I take a week off, and you know. So, and, and there's like tasks involved with it as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, you know, finding your purpose as well, I think people need to start paying attention to because, you know, like I said, we don't know where we're gonna go. So you know, it's like have the full experience of life, and then you know. Like I said, hopefully when hopefully when this life is over, um, you know, it's 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 not it's 
it's like the it's like you what the mummy said like death is only the beginning you know i hope that's what it is of course i don't know for sure um but i hope that's what it is and i hope that you know we get reunited with our mother and with each other when the, when the time comes yeah and go from there you know but um but yeah man um but yeah like i said now that i know that i'm going to try to be more conscious of that and give you give you what you need to feel loved um the duchess the duchess is also words of affirmation and i think i think physical touch and i don't i don't i don't and again it's like i don't do it enough even for her um yeah i don't do it enough for her so i get it um I need to do a better job at that, you know, especially hearing you and hearing how it affected you with the relationship that we had growing up. So I definitely need to do a better job of that. Um, but uh, but let's go ahead and wrap this thing up with our third week of perfect NFL player. Um, we doing wide receivers this week. Yep. So, uh, so, all right, so the categories are hands, speed, physicality, route running, agility, size, vertical, AKA jumping ability, competitiveness. Competitiveness comes with a lot of things, you know, do they elevate their game when things get tight? And not necessarily making big plays, but you know, do they play better when things get tight? Do they talk trash? I like trash talking. Yeah. Other people generally like talking trash, so that's going to be in there as well. Um, and then, uh, of course, big playability. So, um, your perfect wide receiver, whose hands does he have? You going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Chris Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Carter's a guy for me too. Um, Chris Carter is actually my favorite wide receiver um, as far as the all-time guys are concerned. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's he's definitely the guy um, for me. It's all it, it, that's too easy. Yeah, too easy. Um, speed, who you got? Uh, the big boss, Randy Moss. Really? Okay. I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's a great one. Good. I got the big boss. Randy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill, you know, fastest, you know, they call him the cheetah. Fast yeah. wide receiver ever to, to do this thing. So it's kind of funny because, you know, <laughs> Last week when we did running backs, I was like, I don't know who, uh, you know, I don't even, the person who I picked, I'm not even sure if he was like very fast. It was just like, I just never saw people catch him from behind. <laughs> but this person is like, I know he's very fast and nobody catches him. So we gotta go with Tyreek Hill. Physicality, who you got? Physicality. Um, my boy, your boy. You always, you see, this is what I don't like about him because he knew I was going to pick Anquan because he's also one of my favorite wide receivers of all time. 
and he gonna pick my guy. Yeah, he physical you know enough. Yeah, yeah Anquan, Anquan Bolden definitely for me. Um, he's definitely one of my top five favorite wide receivers um, I've ever watched. Uh, all right, route running. Who you got? Coach Joe. Um, this one, this one, it was tough for me. But the only reason why I'm picking this guy is because one of the great cornerbacks in his era said that he made every route look the same. He said every route looked like the nine route. And so I'm going with the great Jimmy Smith. Yes. I love Jimmy. Yo, that dude was nice. He's a like one of, of my favorites. I mean, a, a lot of people don't probably ain't gonna really remember him because he didn't have, really necessarily put up huge numbers, and he's kind yeah. of been out. He's been out of the media since retiring. I know he had like something that went on a few years back, like a scandal or some. Uh, it was um, or a DUI or something like that. Yeah, it was drug related. Drug. Okay, yeah. So, but um, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith used to eat niggas up. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and also, he wasn't necessarily a fast guy. So it's like, the guys who aren't fast no, that always get no, open. He, he was a fast guy. What you mean? If you press, nah, he was a fast guy. What's it called? If you, if you, um, what was it? They said, uh, if you pressed him, he was running right by you. Yeah, but like that, he, that was that was more of that was just because more of his skill though. Like I, I never, I don't know. When I watched him, I never really thought he was fast. Nah, I mean, he, he might, was. He might he, was, he might be faster than what I'm giving him credit for. But when yeah, when, I, when when I'm when I watch him, when I watch him, I never. And when I when I every wide receiver is fast technically, but mm. um, but when I watched him, it reminded me a lot of like like um, Jerry Rice, um. Um, what's your boy name? Michael Irvin. Like they weren't, they didn't look fast on TV. Mm-hmm. Versus a Tyreek Hill, a Randy Moss. Um, what's the human joystick? Dante. Dante Hall. Da- like I never got that from him. That's more what I'm talking about. I don't know what his forty time was either, but um, yeah, it seemed like back in the day, unless you were. Unless you were running close to the four, you know, like four threes, they kept it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> okay, agility. Who do you got? Agility. Um, dang. Let me think. Who's the agile guy? position you know what um i might go with dante hall on this one are you just gonna pick all my guys wait i beg your pardon i'm so sick of this dude man we got the same wide receiver i'm changing my agility guy i can't stand this guy sick of your nonsense <laughs> but I don't know a lot of agile uh, wide receivers. You don't know guys that be shaking and moving. I'm actually going with Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I feel like hit. Yeah, he's more the 
for me anyway, he's more on the uh, route running side. Yo, the reason what's why called? the reason why I picked him is because even though he wasn't necessarily shifty, uh-huh. he was shifty enough to avoid big hits. So it's just like he he wasn't the guy who got out in the open field and was looking like Barry Sanders and Sean McCoy. But he would always make that right move, that right stop, that right, you know, juke or whatever, or a sidestep or something like that to avoid a big hit, pick up an extra couple of yards, and then he didn't want to get a hit, so he'd just go down. But um, so I'm actually gonna go with Marvin Harrison since you okay. took that guy. Yo, it just, no, uh... no. I'm lying. Let me back that mm. up. I just thought of somebody who did both. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, they just said uh, Miami pulls off the upset in the final seconds. This down goes number one, Indiana. Um, I, I, they, they're actually. I'm I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop real quick. Or I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that for after we're done. Because um, I actually got a take on that. All right, size. Who you got? Terrell Owens. Yo, this nigga <laughs> You know what? I'll change it to uh I think I think nah, I'll I change mine to Calvin. Too. I'll change mine to Calvin. I'll change mine to Calvin. Because that was the first person I was thinking of, but then but I remembered with me. That's what no, let me like, like I uh, <laughs> you know, copying notes, man. <laughs> I ain't copying nothing, man. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm not even gonna go with Calvin. I'm gonna go with Brandon Marshall. That was my second guy. It was. It was. It's funny. It was between those three when I was trying to pick. It was T.O. Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. I think he's like. I think he's the tallest of the three of them. Yeah. I think he's like six six. And I think Calvin Johnson six five, and T.O.'s of course six three. I think. Yeah, he's like six three. But of course, the better physique would be. Um, yeah, T.O. Yeah. That that dude like fifty nine years old. He still got the same physique. Still running like a four four. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, vertical. Who you got? Damn man. You know what sucks is that my speed guy would have been my vertical guy. Uh, but you can't use the same player twice. Yeah, that's the only way um, you can use the same player twice. You know what? I think I'm gonna go with um DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going Megatron with that one. Okay. I think he I think he I think he tested with like a forty two inch vertical at the combine. Yeah, I think so. So he's the only person who I know. It was it was gonna be between him and uh Des Bryant, but because Des Bryant was like a huge 50-50 ball guy. Yeah. I just don't know how how high he jumped. So I just went with Calvin Johnson. And also Calvin Johnson being about two or three inches taller, it just made more sense. Got you. All right, competitiveness, who you got? Just the way that dude was snapping the other day, 
or snapping on the sideline because he said he hated to lose. I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Stefan Diggs, I like him. I'm going to go with Steve Smith Sr. If you see this ugly, if you see this ugly mug, that means I scored. Yeah, he, he to be as small as he was and as good as he was. I, I heard somebody say that they didn't think he was a Hall of Famer. I'm like, did he do like a triple crown like twice or something like that? Like nah, he, he only did it once. It don't matter how many times he did it. He did it. <laughs> he did something that all the guys that you call the greatest ever didn't do except I think Jerry Rice did it once. And I know, I know, I know, um, I know what's the boy name just recently did it. Um, Um, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and C. Smith. I think I want to say they say it's only been done like five times in NFL history or something like that. So, and Steve Smith is one of them. So, so, um, actually, I don't even think Jerry Rice ever led the league in touchdowns. Now, now I need to pull it up. Um, who won NFL? All right, so, oh, Steve, Steve, no, um, Jerry Rice never did it. Sterling Sharp, um, Steve Smith, and Cooper Cup are the only three who's done it. Okay, okay, yeah, man, Sterling Sharp, somebody who would have been, who would have been, a, who should be a Hall of Famer regardless. But yeah, because if you don't guaranteed Hall of Famer, Gail Sayers is in. He need to be. Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah. Gail Sayers. I know Terrell. Not said Terrell Owens. Terrell Davis had two thousand yard oh, season. Another, he's another one. But the two thousand yard season is less rare than the triple crown. Yeah. Or more. Oh yeah. yeah, less rare. Less rare. No, less rare. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Stop it. Um, all right, last category we always finish with big play ability. Who you got? Um, I think I'm gonna go with um, Deshaun Jackson on this one. That's good. That's good. That's good. That that punt return. You know, he did it in the return game. He did it in the in the receiving game. You got you got to give him his props. Uh, I wish I didn't use Ty- Tyreek Hill for speed already. But I'm going with the guy that got the nickname the playmaker. (laughs) And of course, when you have the greatest draft video of all time, when you see him get drafted and sprint out the house saying we going to the Super Bowl, (laughs) he could have been in competitiveness as well. But, yeah, uh, I gotta put him in the. I gotta put him in the uh, in the big big play category. Michael Irvin. Um, I really need to put these together and put them in the group. I'm, I'm slacking on that. Um, but yeah, like I said, and uh, as usual, well, once I post them, I think I'll just get through the offense first and then post them all at the same time. We're gonna do uh, tight ends next week. I don't know what the category is gonna be yet. But uh, we're gonna do tight ends next week and um, and uh, finish off the offense. Um, but uh, I'm gonna give my parting shot first, and it's because right. Zero had mentioned it. Normally, it's usually Zero. I'm gonna give my parting shot first. It's um, 
college basketball, and I've watched about four college basketball games, not all the way, but I saw when um, I was I was actually at a restaurant um, when I saw um, Purdue lose to the 16 seed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, here's the problem with college basketball. One, all the good black players are going to the NBA. Because all these guys are filled with white guys. All these teams are filled with white guys. So that's that's part. I'm, I'm not saying white guys can't hoop. But as far as making it look good on TV, it, it, it's not going to look good on TV. It's not enough athleticism in the American white player. Um, you know, the, the, the most athletic, don't, don't sit here and talk to me about Mac McClung because he was not on TV when he was in college. All right, so relax. Hey, he went to he went to freaking Georgetown, and then transferred to God oh, I, knows where. I, I, oh, I, I didn't even know he got. I didn't even know he went to Georgetown. I just know I never saw him on TV. That's all I know. Um, and I'm not saying I'm a huge college basketball guy, but you know, when, like Zion had commercials when he was in college. If Mac McClung was that sweet, they would have showed him. Um. But my take is, y'all need to start watching women's basketball, dog. When I tell you, at least for college, when I tell you the girls are playing way better than the dudes right now, when I when I tell you I'm seeing better highlight-worthy stuff from the girls than the guys, I'm seeing girls he 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 he. And then <laughs> when I'm seeing I'm, I'm seeing girls cooking. I'm seeing the girls cooking right now. I don't see no dudes cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like the girls out here getting that bacon grease on while the dudes out here with a freaking air fryer, mad salt out here. Yeah, that uh that girl uh Caitlin Clark from Iowa. Son. Yo, <laughs> and oh, girl, I I can't I don't remember all their names, so forgive me for them. Girl from LSU that be cooking, yeah. You know what I'm saying, um, I, I, like, like I said, I don't know. There's um this girl from from uh, uh um this girl I was watching. Damn, I'm, I can't think of the college. They wore red and white. It might have been South Carolina. Uh, black little short black girl from South Carolina. I think their point guard shooting guard. She was giving them work. W-E-R-K for everybody can get it. That's what the E stand for. Everybody getting this work. Like these girls is hooping, man. I like I've always preferred um I I, I love basketball. So I'll watch women's basketball during the summer. You know, when the NBA is over when the NBA is over, I'm I'll, I'll watch women's basketball. Um I just, you know, I don't know enough of their names. I, I don't watch it enough to be honest. Because a lot of their games don't really come on at night. It's like late afternoon. Um, yeah. Actually, now that I have like a like my job is like nine to five, I probably could watch it more. Um, but uh, but I love basketball. Um, I, I love women's college more than men's college. Um, and I like uh, I've always liked it better. But now now the game is like really looking a lot better. And it's just there's not all the girls, they're all the athletic girls, because of how women's basketball is, they gotta stay for four years. Yeah. 
And so, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, it's just too many. Like I was watching somebody's how like St. Mary's, it was literally a, a lineup of all white guys. I've never seen, I'm like, is this, is this 1923 or 2023? I've never seen anything like it. They won their game, of course, but I'm just like, you know, but like that's my part of shot, man. Y'all, y'all need to start watching. I, well, if you don't like women's basketball, it is what it is. But quiet is kept. The women hooping way better than the men right now. Way better. It's not even close. Like, like when I'm watching these two games, it's not even close. Not saying that those the women could beat the men. I don't believe that. But as far as how their game looks compared to how the men's game looks, it's a better product right now. Stop playing with these females for real. That's my part of shot. Hey, um, my part in shot. I really don't like Skip Bayless. Like I, I've never like, seen anything from him. Yeah, the, the, I, the, I just watched this. So I'm. Um, I think it's um, this YouTube channel called Dreamers Pro. And I've he, seen I've seen it um, on my on my feed, but I, I don't I don't watch it. Yeah, he basically gives he basically gives the uh, footage, like he'll he'll bring up the subject and then he'll put the audio out, and then he'll give his opinion on it. And it was a video. It was the the one I saw today. Uh, Charles Barkley was basically talking about how um, he was how things change when you get on TV because he said Michael Wilbon was his mentor and he said Michael Wilbon um, it was like nobody knew who he was like he was at the Washington Post and then he was on TV for a year and now he can't go anywhere without anybody stopping yeah like stopping him in the street and it was like um, he said TV changes a lot and he brought up Skip and he was like Skip like you can have opinions on players you can we know who you like and who you don't like but you know who Skip doesn't like because he makes it personal and then they then it was a (laughs) then it was a video of Skip talking about um, Russell Westbrook and how Russell he's saying Russell Westbrook is the blame for uh, the Lakers mm-hmm. downfall and uh, how why did the Clippers even think to even sign him he's like they were five and six with him yeah Shane with Sharp him on the team Shane Sharp curse on TV over Russell Westbrook yo <laughs> yeah I saw that clip but it was like he um, he's like yeah yeah. Yeah, he said, Oh, he um I think when they beat the Blazers the other night, it was like, Oh, he had uh he had nine he had nine points, I think uh twelve rebounds and ten assists, but he was three for twelve. He was like you know, he had four turnovers and it's like he said he was the worst he's the second to worst three three point shooter in the league he yeah. he's not a great defender anyway he's not stopping anybody and how he had how he's like one of the worst 
free throw shooters in the league and he was just like going in on him it's like Mm -hmm. i don't even know if the subject was even about russell westbrook but he just he just made it it's like he just made it to where he just had to put this man in a blender Mm -hmm. and it's like he did it this is like he he disrespected shannon his tweet when the Demar Hamlin situation happened was insensitive. It's like he don't. It's like he don't give a shit about anything. And it's like if you don't like a player, then that's fine. Everybody has their likes and their dislikes, but when you want to sit here and try to take shots at. It, they try to take shots at folks because you don't like them and then simp for the ones that you do that is like, <laughs> like yeah so like out. the only thing I, I i say about that i i can say I, I i guess i can say on the same way like the guys i don't like you ain't gonna hear me say much nice things about them um baker mayfield aaron Rodgers, uh canelo alvarez um, yeah but you you ain't never gonna catch me stand being a stand for nobody though. Yeah. Like that ain't never been in my nature. Except I mean, well, I don't know. Hunter the goat pole after getting that perfect triple double last night. Yeah. You know, I might I don't know. I, I might have to stand for somebody. Um no, but I, I feel the same way. I, I I kind of even though he's my favorite person on um, TV next to Stephen A. Smith and uh Jalen Rose. Colin Cowherd, I think he takes unnecessary shots at Jordan. He talked Jordan's legacy was nothing without is nothing without Phil Jackson and um, and uh, Scotty Pippen because of his lack of success as a as a NBA owner. Um, like mm-hmm. every NBA owner has had success, um, but, you know it's, it, it's unusual how Michael Jordan gets criticized um, so much for not being able to put a team together, but. Um, the Knicks are still an NBA franchise. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, the, we've seen what the Knicks have done. We've seen what the Nets have done. We've seen many franchises mire in mediocrity for way longer than Michael Jordan's been an owner. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. So, um, so, so that, that's all I got to say about that that guy or that specific scenario. But, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just Skip Bayless. That's why I can't. I, I have a hard time watching Undisputed because both of them turn stand a little too much for me. A little too much for me. So I just I just can't. I can watch it in clips. I can't watch a whole. I can't watch a whole episode. And then when, when I watch it on YouTube and they do a little clip and they start standing, I just change the video. Like I can't. I can't take a stand. Even for guys that I like, Jordan, Floyd Mayweather, you know, I I can't I can't stand it. Yeah. But anyways, um, good show, good episode. Appreciate yeah. everybody who listens. Um, and again, um, you know, find out your love language. Get the book. Read the book. Take the test again. See if your results stay the same or they may change once you get a better understanding of each love language. 
And then um, and then see if you're like that in every aspect of your life or if it's just love. Um, but that's it for us. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. We love y'all. Y'all take it easy. Yep.